0: So the biggest thing Zeddy was in was American Gods, which was our first experience in any kind of film, which was a very big experience. Um, for those who don't know the show, it's on Amazon Prime, and it follows um, gods that are brought into America. And Zeddy plays the part of a goddess, and it was like quite a big role, uh, especially considering it was the very first time we'd done any kind of film work. Join
1: us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts, learn from them, listen to their war stories, celebrate their wins, and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Welcome to the Cat Explorer podcast. I'm Asara.
2: And I'm Daniel.
1: We're talking all about film cats today, but we'd love to hear that you're listening along. So perhaps take a photo of what your cat's doing and upload it to your Instagram stories. Tag us at @catexplorer.community and our awesome guest at Zeddy Cat. And perhaps add in a gif of the Cat Explorer podcast. So just search for that in the search bar and it'll pop up. We can't wait to hear that you're listening along. <coughs> This episode is brought to you by the new Wee Kitty Eco Plant Litter. The new Wee Kitty Eco Plant by Rufus & Coco is made from sustainable and naturally absorbent wheat and soy fibres. It's the natural litter for cats who care and the humans who love them. Reduce your carbon paw print and make the switch. Head to www.weekitty.com to find a store near you and for your chance to win a year's supply of kitty litter. Today's review is from the Gibson Chronicles, who also happens to be the face of season five of the Cat Explorer podcast. So informative and fun. We love the Cat Explorer podcast because it enables us to feel as if we're not alone in learning the ins and outs of cat exploring. We get these questions in our head and it's as if Cat Explorer has already thought of it. And if they haven't, message them because they listen to their listeners. Check this podcast out. If you're a cat explorer or interested in being one, you won't regret it. Thank you so much for that lovely review of the Gibson Chronicles. We really do appreciate it. And it's true what they say. We really do listen to our listeners. So feel free to message us on social media or even send us an email at at heythereatcatexplorer.co because we always love to hear from you.
2: If your kitties are like ours, they're happy to do tricks at home. But when they're in front of an audience, they suddenly become shy. Because of this, we've always wondered about kitties who are actors that's why we're so excited to chat to our guest today. Zeddy is a kitty actress who's been in commercials and on TV shows. We're super excited to hear more about her from her mom, Kristen. Welcome to the Cat Explorer podcast, Kristen.
0: Hi, thanks for having me. We'd love to hear about Zeddy. How did she come into your life? Uh, it was actually a really coincidental story, I guess. Um, I was looking at Savannah's. Um, I just found the breed um, and I was really connected to them because of their ancestry. And I had found her breeder, and I just saw this picture of her, and I just knew that that was the cat that was going to change everything for me. So I lived with my parents, um, and I took some convincing, uh, but she eventually (laughs) made it home, and she really did change everything for me. We started adventuring um, pretty much immediately, uh, taking her out places. I had a rabbit before her and I used to take my rabbit places so it was a pretty quick uh or easy step between that and taking her out as well.
2: So then could you tell us a little bit about Zeddy?
0: Yeah so Zetty's an F4 savannah cat she's um a lot of personality <laughs> uh which is a little bit more than I think most savannahs are for her especially for her generation um, she's a bit of a diva, but because of her like extreme personality, I learned pretty quick that we'd have to do more than just having her around the house. So we started doing like on leash walks. I took her on vacations with me. And then a couple of years ago is when we started doing clicker training. And it was two years ago that we started, um, getting into film for her.
1: Awesome. So we'll be um, diving into how Zeddy works in commercials and on TV later on in the podcast. But um, first, we'd like to chat a little bit about cat exploring. So what kind of cat exploring do you do together?
0: So we typically do like your standard hikes. Um, we walk along the street. I have all the gears. So we have the stroller. Uh, people come up to me and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're the cat lady with the stroller." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." <laughs> we go to we go to pet stores in the winter because I'm in Canada, so it gets really cold. Uh, Zeti has very little fur; they are like it's very like coarse, um, and she barely sheds, and she doesn't have an ounce of fat on her, so she really doesn't tolerate our winters very well. So, in order to keep her sane in the winter, we have a cat wheel, and then we go to pet stores and we practice her tricks in pet stores. Um, which is great because it tires her out. The adventure, like just going out of the house, tires her out. Um, and when you add tricks on top of that, she's just toast then for the rest of the day, which is nice.
2: <laughs> I gotta say that stroller really makes you stand out, doesn't it? You, you can't hide with a stroller.
0: <laughs> yeah, people think it's a baby all the time. Like I'll be walking her. And they're like, oh, let me see the baby. And they're like, oh. And she's like, she doesn't like it when people get in her face. So they'll like put their face near the stroller. And she goes, meh. And then they're like, oh, that's that. The number of
1: times you get the people going, oh, my gosh, it's a cat, not a baby.
0: Yeah, always.
2: So can you tell us how you trained Zeddy to be a cat explorer?
0: Yeah. So I bought her one of those like little kitten harnesses that goes around the neck and the waist. Um, and I just started taking her out places and I'd carry her. Uh, I don't actually think I used treats at the beginning. She's eight, almost eight years old. So this was a long time ago. Um, and there wasn't really that much information about it then. So I think I just like taught her by, she enjoyed it and she knew, like she learned that the harness meant I get to go outside. So then she would just let me put the harness on and she hates being picked up. So it worked as like a nice way to, um, get her to do things without me having to actually control her. It's it's a bit more teamwork than it is me forcing her to do something. Uh, so she, yeah, she loved it. And then as we did more, we got more secure harnesses because that was always a concern of mine. That's an
1: understandable concern. And so Zeti's done a bit of TV and commercial work. What kind of commercials and films and TV shows has Zeti been in?
0: So the biggest thing Zeti was in was American Gods, which was our first experience in any kind of film which was a very big experience um for those who don't know the show it's on amazon prime and it follows um gods that are brought into america and zeddy plays the part of a goddess and it was like quite a big role uh, especially considering it was the very first time we'd done any kind of film work um and we quickly experienced like what it means like to like be on set for 12 hours uh and sometimes they would kind of like forget that we were there or like it would be like long wait times before we were used uh and she took it like a champ like she just thought the whole thing was great people would walk past her and they'd be like can we pet her or does she have to get into her role and I was like oh no <laughs> you can pet better <laughs> she's fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she loved it. She was like, Yes, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful.
2: Wow. <laughs> that must be an incredible experience and like to have that as your first experience and exposure to that size and I think I suppose grandeur that's amazing (laughs) and for her to take it like a champ as well I think it's even more amazing so can you tell us a little bit about process in terms of how did you even get onto that role and how did you get involved in this in the first place
0: Yeah. So it was kind of funny. So I, my business is like, I'm an herbalist for animals. So I had joined a whole bunch of groups on Facebook that would allow me to advertise. And it was a dog group and I call her Zeddy's agent for lack of a better word. Um, but she had posted looking for dogs that could do tricks. Um, and, Like for she was just starting up her business. And so she was like filling up a roster of animals that could be used in film. And I saw it and I was like, would you consider a cat too? Because my cat goes on, like she goes everywhere. She's so confident outside. And she was like, yeah, yeah, these are our audition dates. Bring her by. So we went and Zeddy was like the first animal, I think, of the day. And she hopped up on the chair and she did a sit stay, which was something I hadn't even taught her at the time. So I was like, "Oh, this is good." And like it blew the agent's mind. She was like, "Wow, like to have a cat that's confident and will already start like doing behaviors is really great." So we did the um photo shoot, and then it wasn't it was a couple months later that we got the call for American gods. Um, and that was the only audition we've ever had to do. So it was, everything else has gone through the agent where the production company kind of like looks through the cats and then they'll tell her what cat they want.
1: Oh, so you don't have to audition
0: every time. No, no. So if like I've told her, Zeddy is very, very good at tricks, but she's not good at being picked up or... Um, being friendly (laughs) to anyone that's not me, (laughs) because she's very particular. Like she's a nice cat, but she's very standoffish with other people. um, And she's also very vocal. So if anyone picks her up, that's not me. She well with me too. She does this huge scream um, and I know how to read her. So it doesn't bother me. And I know like what, what, her triggers are when she needs to stop um, but for strangers they're not going to know that and it's very scary for somebody else especially because her her vocalization isn't like a cute little meow uh, so I always say like I'm the only one who can pick her up and you know like if she has to be placed somewhere it has to be me doing it uh, so she's not the kind of cat that can do a scene where you know they're like scooped up and walking around so I tell the agent that and then when the production is looking for somebody they um will give her like the list of things the cat needs to do and if it's being picked up then zeddy's just off the list she doesn't get you like get that project um but if it's something that's more trick oriented then she's great for it because she can get the shots done pretty quick
2: so i suppose in a way like w- what you were saying before is that in that if a film company wants Brad Pitt, they'll ask Brad for Brad Pitt, and they'll get Brad Pitt. And so I suppose if they pick through and they're like, oh, I like Zeddie, I want Zeddie, that's it, and then you, there's no addition needed. We so,
0: have had that, yeah.
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's that's pretty cool. So then going back to American Gods, and you talked about how there was you know some waiting around, people forgot that you were there. So can you sort of fill us in in terms of what that 12-hour day would look like, and you know what sort of how how does it feel and is it tiring is it you know a lot of excitement what's it like
0: so it kind of depends on the day and it depends on the production American Gods um, was such a large production and they had so much going on that a lot of the times um, they would push their scenes back which is like I mean it happens all the time when you're on set um, and you get used to it pretty quickly so for like I think the first time we were on set It was a long day. I think it was like 12 hours. And they didn't end up using her because the scenes got pushed back so far. They just, like, they couldn't get the scene they needed. So at the end of the day, we just went home without actually having shot anything. And I was like, okay, this is odd. But Zetty like, didn't care. Because to her, it was just a fun day out with mom. She was like, okay, like, we're meeting new people. I'm exploring this area. It was, like, a huge... um, set, like a, a studio that she could explore. So I would just walk around the studio with her and she just did whatever she wanted. Always on harness, of course. Um, and then, you know, we went home the next time we went back, it was a full day of shooting. So that was a totally different experience than just waiting all day. And that's when Zedie actually got to show off like her behaviors, but we actually hadn't done any training before American gods just like a basic stay, she didn't have a, or a set. She didn't even have a stay at that time. So she uh, learned her stay on set. Um, that's actually when we <laughs> taught stay was because she needed to walk into the into the room, hop up onto a um, a little ottoman, and then stay there. So I was teaching her how to walk over and hop up onto the ottoman on set, wait like just before we were shooting. And then they did it. And thankfully, the actor was really sweet in that scene. And he just kind of like helped her along. She walked in and he walked over to the Ottoman and he gave it a little tap and threw a treat in there. And so she went and jumped up. And then she sat there and she did the the shot perfectly after that. and It was so cute. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh, I can imagine the relief you felt when she did it so well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, especially with the first time doing it, like it always takes a couple times like a couple takes um and i was so scared like once the harness comes off i always get that moment of oh no what if um because we're in a safe area and there's people everywhere but she's not really one that i would like other people picking up so i always get that like little bit of um anxiety when the harness comes off and especially when I have to call her to me. So I, we always have two handlers, um, and I'll leave her with another handler and I will go to the spot that they need her to go to and I'll call her so that she comes to me. Um, but that means that she's not near me for that, that pit of time, but she always, I think, I don't think she's ever once actually tried to really take off on me when the harness comes off. She's always really professional, which is, pretty shocking for a cat cuz there's so much going on on set they like she could do anything
1: yeah i can i can so imagine so like i'm so in awe of the fact that you were able to train her on this on set so um as a bit of a background our two cats have done a very small commercial shoot for some kitty litter and at home for weeks beforehand we practiced stay sitting in the kitty litter tray we got to set They did not sit in the kitty litter tray the whole day. (laughs) And I was like, at home, we even practiced, like, pretending to take photos while you're sitting on the kitty litter tray and everything and just were not interested. So, like, how did you train her on set when there's so many distractions and everything?
0: Um, I had a secret weapon and that was the other handlers, a dog trainer. (laughs) So she was actually my introduction into training Zeddy. She was like, okay, this is no problem. If we just do X, Y, Z, we'll get this shot. No problem. And I was like, okay. So she was the one who actually showed me that like to teach us stay, we do like we put her in the spot and then we would reward her, take a step back reward her two steps back reward her so that she's learning that when she's in that one spot that's where she's getting the reward she's not getting the reward for leaving it so I'm doing it a little bit different now because I'm working more on recalls but she back then it was really really important that she just never leave that stay and so that's what we did and then that's what she learned and then she got a little bit too good at it sometimes where I would call her out of her state and she was like "Hmm, I'll just stay here this is where I get the treats I'm like "No, you need to come now (laughs) um but she because she'd always been in uh various like scenarios I've taken her all over the place with me we go like we've gone cottaging we've gone up north um we went to Ottawa uh so different places don't really phase her so as long as i give her like we kind of do and we've done this with walking too we do like a 50/50 split if i'm walking somewhere and i want to go somewhere she either has to walk with me or she ends up in the backpack or the stroller and if um and then i'll give the rest of the time to her so i'll let her sniff eat grass do what she wants and then when i want to walk we need to walk and so i use the same principle on set so i would let her explore the set area um for like 10 or 15 minutes sometimes and then it would give like her curiosity would be sated and then i'd be like okay it's time to start training and i bring would put the clicker on and as soon as that clicker's on she knows that this is what we're doing now and it's like the the switch turns and she starts working so she knows
2: so apart from the recall and the stay were there any other behaviors or tricks that you think zeddy would uh needed to be able to do this tv and commercial work
0: the most important thing for a cat to be able to do any kind of work is confidence. Uh, you can teach any other behavior, but you can't teach them to be confident in new places. So if they're afraid of everything, um, they're not going to be suited to it. But if a cat, like any cat that goes exploring is going to be like able to do that kind of work, um, it's just it makes it easier when you do the tricks on top of it. So when Zeddy started, she had nothing. She was confident, and she had a sit because I. Don't like the cats jumping on the food when I'm uh, feeding them at home. So she knew what a sit was only because that's what I required at home. Um, And then it was on American Gods that we taught stay. So once I saw like the like how much easier it was to get the behavior on set, uh, I decided to do that at home as well. So and it made it easier um, for other productions. But I would say that the only one that we've really, really, really needed is stay. (laughs) Everything else is like icing on the cake but a good stay is like the most important thing. Yeah that's
1: really interesting because I always assumed there'd be this like huge amount of tricks that they would need to be able to do.
2: So how would you teach a cat confidence if it's even Uh, possible?
0: It's really hard to do I mean we've I've seen it in the cat explorer community pages about teaching older cats to go exploring Uh, And it would be, I assume, the same thing. Like, with Zeddy, I just did it when she was a kitten. So I don't really have experience in teaching an older cat to go out and be confident. Um, I'm assuming, like, you would do um desensitizing, so with treats, the same way you would do with any other cat, you know, um, with the harness and then slowly taking them out. I find pet stores to be a really great area, like in between area, um, because it's fun for them and it's pretty safe. Uh, I have one store locally uh, that's huge so I can stay away from dogs if they're coming in. But everyone's always on leash. And Zeddy and I will work on recalls through that store. I'll put her in a sit-stay and walk across the store and call her to me. And she she comes. Um, but I would use that kind of area to teach a cat that, you know, going out is fun. And there's less um, stimulation, I would get I guess, than, like, outside. Um, less, like, there's not traffic. You don't have um, squirrels and birds and leaves and wind. So you have a lot, like, it's more... Uh, predictable.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I, th- I have to say, I'm still amazed at how Zeddy doesn't get distracted while you're doing those tricks. Not just on on set, but also in at pet stores as well. Like I find with our two, the only thing I can really get them to do is just fist bump. Whereas at home, they're doing jumps, they're doing spins, they're doing all those different things. But when we're out and about, it's just the fist bumps or the high fives that we can do. So, how do you keep Zeddy focused while you're trying to do those tricks while you're out and about or, or on set? Uh,
0: some of it, I don't know if it's me. It might just be because Zetty's so intense. Uh, <laughs> the, she's always been really fixated on me. So um, she's also my business mascot. So I started my business like four or five years ago. Um, and I started doing like pet trade shows and I would take Zaddy like cat shows, I'd take her everywhere with me. So she would learn how to sit on the table and like people would come over and be like, what a well-behaved cat. And then, you know, it worked like it was a good conversation starter and opener for my business. So she learned pretty quickly, like that she was just going places and she would, just not get that distracted I don't know I guess because she has gone to such a variety of places it doesn't hold the same fascination for her um for tricks I really like we've been doing tricks now for two years so we didn't start out in the pet store I started out well we started out on set but you know it's different uh once we got home I started like really um working on those behaviors that I wanted to see so I would do only like a foot away from her for a stay and even, like, on American Gods, her stays were pretty bad um, from what they are now. Like, she, I just remember one day, like, she was supposed to sit on a coffin. They I took this out of the show, and I'm assuming it was because she was so bad at it. But uh, it was supposed to be the scene where she's sitting on a coffin, and we practiced with her. I was with the trainer again. And we were, you know, doing it the same way that we always have, you know, she does a sit, we give her a treat, take a step back, a treat. And she did that really well through the practice. And as soon as the harness came off, and they called action, she got up and walked away. And I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, and she just like, she wouldn't do it. And part of that is because it was still a new behavior. So she was testing the boundaries, because she knew that it would like, she knew what I wanted. But she also knew that we were in a place where there's a lot of distractions and I wouldn't get that frustrated with her. So she just did what she wanted. Um, And then we worked on it at home. So the more you practice at home, you you go in, in stages, you work with them in like tip when I'm teaching new behaviors, it's always in my room or my office Um, doors closed. There's no dogs. There's no other cats. And then as she learns the behavior, I'll take her into the main area of the house where we have like, we have a parrot that will, yell at her <laughs> and like calls at her she will give conflicting uh, commands so that so always watching me then and then a step up from the house is the pet store and then a step up from the pet store we, we work outside like we'll do tricks in in the yard and stuff um but it's always like a gradual incline
2: so you talked about a trick that worked well in training and then didn't work well on the set do you have to manage expectations with what say the director is looking for and do you find that they're flexible and that you can sort of guide them towards something that Zeti can do or is it pretty strict uh
0: yeah again it depends on the production in my experience uh the directors in television are um pretty good about changing it according to what you need We were on set last week for a big, big TV show. It's huge. Um, Zeti has a very, very little part in it. And they wanted her to do a sit-stay on a step. And I was... Going to be hidden behind like up the staircase so they wanted her to do a sit stay looking towards one direction and have me call her up in a different direction um and she could have done it but by the time they got to it and they all had to do like a good three hour travel time that night everyone was tired and everyone was really really anxious about getting it finished and it's always very nerve-wracking to start uh shooting when everyone's really anxious about getting it finished so Um, We kind of just said, because I'm not, I'm never alone when I'm with SETI. I always have, there's other handlers or like the owner of the company is there. So we kind of just said, you know, we can get the sit stay, but the fastest way to do this is just to have her off camera and then do the walk up on cue. So they were like, you know what, we care more about getting this done fast. Like, let's just do it off camera and then she did it perfectly again like it took three takes and then they were done and they were thrilled with the finished product because a scene like that could take hours with a cat like it's and they got it done in 20 minutes so it was a big win for them and her whereas I find with like every commercial I've worked on I think because commercials have such a small amount of time uh, and they have a very specific idea of what they need so the commercials are a little bit less willing to play around with what the cat can and cannot do because they um they first of all they have someone paying them like they have the production um or the the product breathing down their necks about things too um and they have you know, like a 15 to 30 second video that they're making. So, with them, they're, they're kind of like, no, we want her to do exactly this. Uh, and I do my best, but I do say, you know, sometimes like, she's an animal. So, even though I have worked for hours and hours and hours on a certain behavior, it doesn't mean she's going to do it day of. Um, and there are things like sometimes they change it on you really quickly. Like they'll tell me they want one thing. And then when I get there, they want something else. And then I say, you know, like, this is what we've practiced. So this is what we have. Um, and you know, this is what we can do. Uh, and we always get something, uh, if it's not exactly what they want, then, you know, at least they still have something. There's always a workaround.
1: How do you um keep yourself calm in those situations? Because I imagine they get pretty stressful. I rem- the shoot that we did with Lumos and Oxy, I did. I found myself getting a bit stressed because I felt really bad that we couldn't provide them with what they wanted. Um, and then I had to pull myself back and be like, calm down, calm, calm down, because it's just going to stress the cats out as well. So, how do you mm-hmm. keep yourself calm?
0: Um. I'm not always calm. Like, again, as I said, I'm very rarely on my own. Like I, um, I do some of the handling for animals that aren't Zeddy. Uh, and with like snakes and um, insects, I'll go by myself. But with a, a cat or a dog, you really can't go with one person just because there's so many variables that can happen. So it is easier to keep calm when you have another handler with you troubleshooting with you. Um, and able to talk to the, like, you know, there's two, someone backing you up, you know, being your advocate and being her advocate, uh, as I am very conscious about keeping myself calm for her, because, uh, if I start getting frustrated or worried about how long it takes to get a shot, uh, she immediately, it's like, like she will immediately start acting up, so it's always like, oh, you're such a good cat. You're so clever. What a good girl. And she will respond to that. And then she starts like, yes, I'm wonderful. And she does. She'll do the action as as needed. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely can be pretty nerve wracking. Um, but it, it's better when you have, you know, someone there to advocate as well.
2: And just like you said, in our experience, we've found that they've been pretty creative about how they get the shot, that they've been able to work around the shot or use what they've got with a bit of movie magic and sort of cutting scenes together to make it work, even though it wasn't quite exactly what was planned in the first place. So that, I suppose, the other side of things and that you just got to try your best, get them to do as, as best you can, as best as they can. But at the end of the day, and this is what you know, we've reminded ourselves and others of is that they've got their own personalities and you can, you know, you can, as much as you can try to train them on the day, it'll, it's a little bit of a gamble in terms of what will happen. And, you know, They'll be pretty good most days, but sometimes they'll just have their little temperament and it's just not their day. And I think that's fine. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. And you can still fake it. Like, you know, on one of the days on American Gods, um, she had to do a sit-stay and look in a specific direction. And we were having an issue with it because she would do the sit-stay or look in the direction. Um, but she couldn't do both because to get her to look, I was, go- I was calling her name. So I'm going, Zeddy, Zeddy, over here, over here. And she's like, I'm coming. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> So what I ended up doing was I sat on the floor like I had my body hidden under the table that she had to do her sit stay on. And then I had my hands kind of creating a box. So it was absolutely not going to restrain her, but it was giving her the like impression of what I wanted. And then I had the other handler on the other side swinging the clicker around, jump, doing jumping jacks, you know, just trying to get her to look at her. And then they got the shot that way. It was just like a lot of like calling her while I'm holding her so that she knows like I need to stay, but um, look in that direction.
2: So we touched on commercials. And what, I want, what I'm want, i interested in is what is the process for filming a commercial from start to finish, especially with Zeti? Can you just talk us through that?
0: Um, I'm not there for the entire process. So I'm given a call time. So typically they'll say like, uh it, again, it depends on the production, but sometimes they'll they'll tell me to be there at ten thirty in the morning and then they don't use me till like four o'clock in the afternoon, and that's just how film is because sometimes you're you get pushed back and that's okay um but you know I will typically go there I'll tell them I'm there, and then they'll put me somewhere somewhere, and I can either watch what's going on, um which I can sometimes like with commercials, you have to be careful um mostly with like sound it depends on if they're if you're there. Um, if they're like filming the sound in the scene as well, um, and then they call us in, we do the shot, and then when everyone's done, they'll they'll wrap us. So really, like I'm not concerned about everyone else's jobs, as as bad as that is to say. Um, I'm more concerned about making sure Zeddy's in a safe place. I always like I have a den that I bring her. I call it. It's like um, it's like an octagon kind of like hide I don't know I think it's used for like puppies for whelping puppies or something I don't know um but I have that that I set up for her and she stays in there all day um while we wait if if needed um and then yeah she does her shots and the amount of time we're there will depend on you know the project and how often she's used so on American Gods um I think the shortest I was ever there was probably 10 hours uh and she was used quite a bit because she was in the entire season or I think. not really she was in like four episodes of that season so uh we were there quite a bit for for then but the commercials it's quite a bit shorter like three or four hours and we're out
1: I like the idea that you have something to set up for her to be in because our mistake was um we live in a two bedroom apartment but the shoot was happening in a three-story I feel like it was a five-bedroom house (laughs) and the kitties had roam of the whole place and they were just like, this is incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's something production has to remember too, is that like, if a cat's not used to it, they're absolutely going to want to go exploring, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, We were really lucky with that shoot. They actually um tailored it to our cats, like it was about our cats. So it kind of Them exploring was okay, but just trying to get them to do some stuff was a bit hard. I do want to jump back to something that you've mentioned a few times, in that you have a second handler with you. How do you find that person? Is that someone that Zeddy knows or that you already know? Is that someone that the agency um, gets for you, or
0: yeah? Yeah. So um, usually it's either Jordan um, who owns the business. Or it's the dog trainer Dana who will come with me. Um, there's been, like, I've brought my sister once when another handler couldn't make it um, because Eddie knows her. And I've worked with um, on one of the commercials, I had another like they had like they gave Zeddy a body double he didn't really look like her but they needed to have an extra cat to do the parts that she couldn't do um and so his mom came as well and so we were kind of like playing off each other or helping each other out uh so it's always going to be somebody like with cat you have two, uh but typically it's either the owner of the business um or the dog trainer that comes with me and Zeddy likes them both and she's really good with them
2: So on the topic of preparing and things that you bring and take to a shoot, so we know about the the octagon-sized crate. We know about an extra handler. What else would you take? Would you take kitty litter? Would you take treats, the clicker?
0: Yeah. So I really adapted like what I do with her exploring to set work. So I, in my, I always keep a litter box in my car for exploring, uh, and that way she doesn't go outside. I see all these cats on Instagram going to the bathroom outside and I'm like, please do this. But no, she always like, it's always in the car in the litter box. Uh, so I have a travel size litter box and I put that in her little den. Um, treats are a must. I can't always keep a clicker. I keep um, a target stick. I I use the one from cat school. Uh, we, I always have like several different types of treats in case suddenly she decides that this one's yucky. Uh, I will typically bring like some paper towel. I'll bring a phone charger. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, you know, mostly like it's training things. Uh, Toys. I'll also bring toys just in case um, I need, If like it's a good thing to get her attention with. I'll wiggle a mouse or something and she can look at that. Um, And yeah, it's mostly adapted from, what we use for exploring. Um, recently, I brought one of her little stools on set because it was so cold out last week and she had to do her, her shoot outside, which is a new one. Well, it's not outside, but it's not heated. So that was really nerve wracking for me because there was access to the outdoors, which is why we've been working on recall so much lately. Um, and uh, I brought a little stool so that if she, if she got cold, she didn't have to sit on the cold concrete floor. Uh, But, you know, usually if there's something that you need, they'll tell you. Um, But I I overpack. I'll bring a blanket too, like just in case. (laughs) Like I always overpack.
2: (laughs) Well, it's a pretty similar list to what we would bring. And the two things I would add to that are we bring Ziploc bags because we we tend to open a lot of treats and then half finish them. So dump them in the Ziploc bag so that they can carry to the next location, especially if the shoot has got multiple locations to it, as well as tissues. Because I find that we're feeding the kitties tish, uh, the treats and then you get them all on your hands and so forth and you're looking for a tissue to try and clean it up. So that's the two things that we would normally add to that list, but it's a pretty similar list.
1: Um, You forgot wet wipes as well. I'm, I, I think that's special to us though is lumos he eats the treats and then he gets it all over his face
0: <laughs> so you're just like sitting there trying to wipe
1: the <laughs> treats off his
0: face Ah, <laughs> yeah we always use like freeze-dried treats so right now we're pure bites just came out with a line that's like it's a freeze-dried meal and i love it because it's really easy to break apart and i don't have to worry about it affecting her nutrient levels from her meal times so i'll alter like i can just knock down what she's eating at a meal time and give her these freeze dried treats um on set and she loves it and it's no mess and it's no smell and at all like the it's a resealable bag so i don't have to worry about anything going bad and it's just and i bring a treat pouch of course like to to put the treats in
2: so zeddy's been pretty amazing with all this commercial and tv work but to top it all off she rides a skateboard how did you train her to do that
0: (laughs) that one's actually really funny it started as a challenge um, I started doing trick training and someone on my Facebook saw me doing that. And as a joke, she sent me a video of a bangle riding a skateboard and was like, but can your cat do that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think she probably can. So I went and I bought her like this little tiny, uh, it's like a child's skateboard. And uh, I started it just teaching her because she knows how to do like um, place. So I taught her as a place. Uh, And I just studied it and she went and sat on the skateboard. And then as she got comfortable with like climbing up and sitting on it, I started moving the skateboard and rewarding her for that. Uh, Sorry, I don't know if you can hear. My other cat's there, yowling now. Can hear that. Oh yeah, it's getting close to dinner time apparently. They're getting vocal uh, and ready to get on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then as she was started like learning about the movement, as she was going on to the skateboard, I would stop stabilizing it for her, and as she moved the skateboard naturally, I would reward her, and then I taught her. I think it was she was sitting and I just started pushing one foot off that's how I got her to do three paws on with one foot off um, and get her to do the kickoff so she'd sit on it and I'd kind of just scoot that foot off and as soon as the skateboard moved I'd reward her so she learned that the movement with her paw would get her treats and then built up distance that way
1: you've actually inspired me because I think a friend of ours has a skateboard they don't use anymore so I might borrow it and see if our cats do it as well (laughs) do it (laughs) yeah that would be really cool that would make it so much easier when we're going for walks if we can just like being really slow be like, go on your skateboard and we'll push you down.
0: <laughs> yeah, she hasn't gotten that far yet. We've tried doing it outside, um, but all the grooves in the sidewalk she gets stuck on. So I gotta grease her wheels up and see if that'll help. But then like I know she's just gonna end up flying. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny.
1: So we're um coming up towards the end of our podcast and we've got four questions that we ask all our guests. What is one piece of advice you'd give to new cat explorers?
0: Um, I think my, I would say like, just do it, uh, get the harness and take your cat out. Um, I'm a huge believer in using treats because you know, the positive experience thing. Um, but a confident cat really, it makes a huge difference in behavior at home too. So, um, I believe obviously safety is best, but getting the cat out there and going towards more like their comfort zone, um, slowly expanding their comfort zone, I guess I shouldn't say. Uh, and just continue with it in your cat's uh, time, not pushing too far uh, or having too big of an expectation of what they can and cannot do.
2: What's been the most entertaining comment someone said to you when you've been out and about with Zetty?
0: <laughs> Uh Someone asked me if she was a cheetah cub <laughs> or how old's my cheetah cub? Because <laughs> she's spotted. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, oh no, not a cheetah. <laughs> oh dear. So
2: which cat explorers inspire you?
0: Um, I really like anyone who does uh cat tricks. I really love watching cat tricks. So I follow cat school, of course. Uh there's the Savitsky cats who do like I think they did like America's Got Talent. Um, there's uh Cat Boss TV who also does film stuff with their cats and uh teach all kinds of tricks. And then there's, you know, the um cat explorers in our area so uh like the gibson chronicles and theoretically teddy they're all really fun to watch as well
2: so what product service or program has been a game changer for zetti um
0: uh, the biggest game changer for zetti is clicker training absolutely um she was so um ridiculously high energy before we started doing clicker training and it made her a lot more manageable uh I would say like doing 15 minutes of clicker training equates two hours of walking for her. So um, which is was a huge thing for me, like getting that energy out. Um, The other thing would be, of course, the harness, because we go out and I mean, I have so much cat products. I could go on about cat products for days. But the biggest thing (laughs) is the, the clicker training, I would say.
1: Yeah, we feel you there as well. That's really helped us um a lot as well. And now every day at 6 p.m., our cats go and sit in their places and wait expectedly for our oh. clicker training. <laughs> breaks so my adorable. heart when we can't do it, but um, <laughs> they, they just sit there with their big eyes and they're like, we're ready.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's so cute.
1: <laughs> so, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so much fun learning about Zeddy. Where can we find you and Zeddy online?
0: Uh, so Zeddy's on Instagram at ZeddyCat. And if you're interested in natural health products, I'm at Healthy heart 7 on Instagram. And um, Zeddy's on Facebook at ZeddyCat as well.
1: And TikTok at ZeddyCat. Awesome. So what we'll do is we'll put those links and any other links from today's episodes in the show notes, which will be available at catexplorer.co forward slash podcast.
2: Thank you so much for listening today. Did you know that leaving a review for the Cat Explorer podcast helps to continue this podcast? The review helps us find sponsors and they help fund this podcast. So it would mean the world to us if you could leave a review wherever you listen and we'll read it out on a future episode.
1: This is our last episode for Season 5 of the Cat Explorer podcast. We'll be back with Season 6 in May 2020 and we may even drop by with a little cheeky episode in between now and then.
2: Thank you so much for being a part of the Cat Explorer community. That's it for today. We'll catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world.